On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hey, Mike, I can't see clearly. Is that a lightning bolt on your shirt? You're damn right it is, Otil. This is section 119. Hey, guys, we just got our hands on some great new gear from an officially licensed partner of the Grateful Dead, section 119. Oh, yeah, section 119. They sent me a pair of board shorts. They're actually really cool. I actually uh, wore them on stage, and uh, they were really comfortable. You know, I live in board shorts in Florida, so that's kind of my jam. And uh, these have a cool print on them. Bertha's on there and the roses and stuff. I really like them. I got one of the performance polos with the Grateful Dead bolt embroidered in the chest. It's super stretchy, and I love the way it feels when I'm on stage wearing it. I feel like I'm representing the dead and rocking out some jokes in style. Section 119 was started by a couple of fans who wanted more than a lot tea to show their appreciation for the Grateful Dead. They started an apparel line that has everything you can imagine to represent the band at every occasion. And not just the dead, they've got some amazing fish duds as well. From button downs with dancing bears all over it, to board shorts with super vibrant prints and donuts all over your shirts and socks, they've got something for every fan for any occasion. If you're looking for more than a t-shirt to celebrate the Grateful Dead, the folks at Section 119 make the highest quality apparel. Boogie on over to Section119.com and use code COMESATIME. That's all one word, COMESATIME, for 15% off your next purchase. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash COMESATIMEPOD and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Hello. What's up, bus riders and spaceship travelers? And footwalkers. And everyone. This is this is for the masses. This is uh we're coming another solo and get used to this. We're gonna be doing a lot more so, uh solo episodes. Uh, we're gonna have to come up with more creative names though than just solo show. Um <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm O'Teal, and uh we just got done with our first live podcast the crystal ball that was a fun time wasn't it <laughs> it was i laughed 
a whole lot during that one. <laughs> I guess it was knowing a lot of the people. It's like having a bunch of people there that know the inside jokes. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. I felt like, uh, I don't know. It was, it was funny. I had a good, exceptionally good time last night. Yeah. It, it was, first of all, shout out to Moment House, Bart and everybody at Moment House for having us. That's a really cool platform. Uh, and and shout out to the wizard for uh, controlling the, the 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 ones and the twos back behind the no on scene with a with a wizard cape and a crystal ball and a light. It was a blast, and uh, you know it was cool. It was almost kind of like a holiday to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like we got together with the community for like the first time, and through the chat, everybody was able to kind of riff and joke and and. Uh, the questions, the video questions that were sent in were fantastic. And that spawned little sub chats. What vegetable are you? <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite parts. It's the holiday uh, get together. You actually look forward to. Yeah, you want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was super fun. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Thanks to all the people that participated last night. They actually uh, kept me rolling. And I yeah. will, we'll do some more of those as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. We're always updating the Patreon with plans on uh, what we're doing next. And in fact, today it was kind of neat to see the chat continue about Keenum and about vegetables and about all these great different <laughs> little things. So patreon.com forward slash comes the time pod if you guys are interested in uh, heading over and getting your bus pass or your spaceship, uh, your seat on the on the, on the the shuttle. So uh Oteal, this is our first episode we're recording for uh, Osiris since you've gotten off of uh, tour. I think everything yeah. was pre-recorded up to up to this point. I feel uh, like I'm finally getting back to normal <laughs> because I finally got off my ass and was like, "Man, if you don't get back on the bike, you know, I used to do a hundred miles a week." And I haven't ridden in months and months. Yeah. Probably, I mean, a long time. Uh, and I haven't felt right up here. And I hit 94 miles. I looked today and added them up. And I was like, all right, that's why I'm starting to feel like myself again. So it's yeah, funny. Dude. The physical thing just affects the mind. But oh, uh, yeah. I am not all the way back to sleeping yet because of the kids. But, and, the dog yeah <laughs> dude happy. this dog oh my god up with the throwing up and the diarrhea and they gotta go out and pee like three four oh, times a night oh jess is like what did i do it's like having yeah. another baby you know that can't talk yeah oh he just and he eats stuff in the yard and then it makes him throw up or if it stays down, then it makes him have diarrhea. It's so much fun. Man. <laughs> He's cute. I'll tell though. you, it's so interesting when you, you know, I've had to, I've had to, to reassess getting a new dog a couple times. Not that, not that <laughs> long ago. You know what I mean? I put one down. We got one way too fast. That one was sick. We, we like saved the sick dog and basically might as well have flushed a couple grand down the toilet. We had a couple great years, but. Maggie was a mess. Yeah. We didn't do our, yeah. we, we, we impulsively just was, we're like, we need a dog. 
So we got one from a, from a shelter with no prior knowledge about her, but there is that thing where you go kind of like, all right, we don't have a dog right now. Like what should we do? We don't have kids. So it's like, yeah. what do we want to do that we can't do because of a dog? And then that lasts whatever couple trips to wherever overnight, a yeah. couple of dinners when you don't have to worry about coming home. Cause the dog's got to pee and you have a bittersweet kind of moment. And then it's just inevitable. Pet finder is just on my phone <laughs> staring at like waiting. Like I'll wait, I'll wait. You'll be back in a month. And then I'm just scrolling, scrolling for puppies. And then I'm like, I guess we're getting another one. There's just a moment clicks and you're like, that thing's going to be shitting all over. It's going to be puking. It's going to ruin stuff, but I, oh, I love it. And I need it. I love my dog. We have, we have so many rooms that are not carpeted and, but the, the carpeted one that's, that he can get to, that's where he likes to poop. Oh yeah. Oh, no way. Jess really? is like, it's all these other floors you can poop on. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's okay. We're going to be redoing stuff anyway, but. How old's Happy? Know. Huh? How old is Happy? Oh, my God. Just a few, like, f- four months. Oh, wow. He's getting okay. big. So you got Quick, him. You got him, like, right. Dude. You got him, like, right when you oh, could. Yeah. As soon as we could. Yeah, he's he's super. But he's so big already. I know. I mean, he doesn't seem like a four month. When Nigel was four months old, you know, he <laughs> yes. wasn't knocking people, knocking Kavi over. Pooping <laughs> on that same rug, though. <laughs> Fortunately, no. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I better, he couldn't get around as fast as Happy can. <laughs> yeah, right. So so yeah, did it feel though. different? What What's different about this time than other times getting off tour? I was interested to because we were chatting about it and you were kind of like, <laughs> I'm like ready to get home to, what did you say? Something about, maybe was it wait or was it, or I forget what, but you were ready to get home to change for the better. Normally you're doing that on tour. Oh, yeah. or is it, it's uh was it the eating my weight i gained so much weight on the road which usually doesn't happen i usually take it all off on the road and then i got to fight you know on the bike and not eating overnight to stay yeah. slim at home and it just reversed but it was that isolation you know you're stuck in your hotel room yeah sometimes we have 4 days off 6 days off and yeah. i don't care how nice your hotel room is 6 days and you're stuck in it, man. It just is like, so, uh, you eat, you do a lot of eating <laughs> you know? and that's the lesser of evils. You know, I mean, I'm not, I, fortunately I don't like hard drugs and, you yeah. know, so I didn't have, I wasn't doing that, you know, right. Things separate from all people. So, you know, you just, I practiced a lot, which was, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today, you know, like, we all embrace that thing like physically, like uh, the no pain, no gain thing. Yeah. But with spiritual growth, like I actually had some really positive, measurable spiritual growth, but the tab for it was extreme pain, spiritual pain, mm. well, let's <laughs> emotional, talk about that. mental pain, you know, but yeah. no pain, no gain, right? Yeah, very true, right? Yeah, so welcome to, it's like you said, you know, I want to get through, 
you know, I want to get through this hard stuff. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> since <it> you asked. <laughs> yeah. you brought an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> some boots. Yeah. And a hazmat suit. <laughs> That's right. And a change of clothes because some shit's going to get flung at you. No, it's true. I mean, that's... So What's we got to like try embrace that part. You know, that's the thing is like, can I embrace it in the moment? Like Mayer mm-hmm. was really good at this. Um, for instance, playing in the cold, which I abhor with every cell in my body, especially the ones on my extremities <laughs> or in my extremity. <laughs> and so, you know, um, and I was like, wow, this is, really going to be something. And he said, I welcome the challenge. Mm. And I was like, all right, not me. I've had the challenge before. <laughs> I'm like, screw this challenge. You know? The cold weather challenge. Is that what you the mean? Playing in 34 degrees challenge. Yeah. And yeah. he, and, but it was just his mindset was like, you know, I'm going to embrace the shittiness. Right. And I was yeah. like, wow. All right. So it's like that kind of like if I could do that in the isolation of the hotel and the spiritual growth and all that, can I just embrace the crappiness? Well, <laughs> let, know, let just... me let me ask you about this. Right. So what is the crappiness? What does spiritual crappiness feel like to you? Like, what is isolation? It? OK. A barren desert. No water. Um, no hope. Okay. There's very little hope in there. And things seem like, even though I knew the tour was going to be over. (laughs) So like I could see the finish line. I know the finish line is October 31st. Right. But it's almost like in the isolation, it feels like it gets farther and farther away, even though it's getting closer every day, you know, and I just, now that's a mind trick. But that's what it feels like. It feels like just here's your hope. And every day that passes, it's getting a little bit farther and farther away instead of a little bit closer. Mm, Yeah. Until it starts feeling closer. And then when it feels closer, you're like, just get here already. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I understand that. This frigging close can we just get here you know it just grinds you out like a cigarette butt on the sidewalk for that last three days which was at hollywood bowl halloween you know and, and you're in like, the hotel like just get uh, you know it's interesting but then you hit the stage and it's like it's time to celebrate so you know which yeah. obviously people can feel that well it's funny it's that weird. you're when you're talking about that i'm thinking about some of the longer road gigs I've had a week at a casino or eight days at a, whatever, like in the same, when I'm trying not to, you know, drink or gamble or, you know, party or anything like that. And when you're by yourself, sometimes you're booked with other comics that you don't know, or people want to go drink and you're like, I'd rather not. And, you know, but you know, it's kind of interesting about those road type things. And tell me if you, it's like, before you leave, you pack, you get there, you unpack and then I'm just waiting to pack to go home. Like it's the actual unpacking 
when I'm finally finished unpacking, that's when like the loneliness creeps in and it's like, Oh, <laughs> now you just got, there's nothing else to do. Like, what are you going to do? Go take another shower. You know what I mean? Like there's literally nothing. I guess I'll eat some more. I guess I'll eat some more. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's just this thing. I mean, of when you can't like, see right. people, this is like pandemic touring now. Yeah. I don't even know how the hell you, you did that. You can't call yeah. a friend. They're like, Oh, let's just hang. It's like voluntary jail. <laughs> That's like why people do hard show. drugs, you know? I mean, I'm like, I and know. that's why I had to cut myself some slack. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm sitting here crying in my oatmeal in the Four Seasons because I miss my family or some, I just miss seeing Anybody. anyone at all, you know? Yeah. But I think, hey, man, plenty of people have OD'd in probably the same Four Seasons. Oh, yeah. That are way more famous and rich than me, but but just as lonely. Yeah. Because they had to quarantine because of their fame. Sure. Oh, yeah, totally. So when you feel the, uh, when you feel it coming, like when you feel the isolation getting a grip on you, or when you feel that hopelessness getting a grip on you, is there something, because we're talking about growth through pain, right? You're talking about like, you got to go through the shit to, you know, um, Sometimes you got to break a couple bones before you learn how to land a trick, you know? So how do you, do you have a certain like, uh, okay, I'm feeling it right now and I need to kind of, you know, give myself a rest or I need to acknowledge it or I need to, is there something that you've kind of like picked up as like a, over this tour as like a, a way of acknowledging that it's happening? You know what I mean by that? Before it totally takes you over? Yeah. If the problem with that, like, yes, I can do that sometimes. And mm. then sometimes I can't. Right. Like, sometimes I feel stronger. Sometimes I can go, okay, you see this coming, like, get ahead of this, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes you just feel weaker. You eat more, you go back to sleep. You know, <laughs> you just, you just, now, you know, as long as I'm not doing A, B, C, D, E, right? Yeah. I'm good. Right. Like, I've, Certain things I put to bed from my old past, those are not options anymore. So I have that. It's like, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I'm just sitting, you know, I practiced six hours today already. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now here, you know, so a lot of it was like our podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a lot calls, of texts. Yeah. 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 Talking with, uh, you know, obviously getting to see the kids, but then the kids hang up and then you're in a still silence of the room again. Or you yeah. have like we would have a great conversation or a, 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 with another friend. It would just like make me feel good. I'd eat a meal. I practice, I go, but then at some point later on, the just slow grinding pace, you know, it's like, well, I already meditated. Hell, yeah. I meditated for an hour and a half today. Yeah. Okay. Not being able to exercise that, I mean, I tried to do my in-room things, but, you know, it just, yeah, my back, you know, <laughs> it was just like, it was set up for me to like, just have to deal with it. So ultimately what I learned is that I can get through it. Mm -hmm. I learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was. Yes. And that as bad as it was, I'm not going to OD on heroin or whatever, because or drink myself or accidentally do fentanyl or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to yeah. go out like that. So I found I can make it. 
but I didn't find like a way to make it through. And just knowing that I can really is my way of making it through. It's like, well, I can do it. If I did it before, I could do it again. Right. Now, next tour, I'll be able to tell you because I think I will fine tune some things. Yeah. Well, hopefully we won't have this crazy quarantining next tour, but who knows? Yeah, who knows is right. But it's good to be prepared. Now you have that arrow in your quiver. That's why, and that's how I'm going to approach it. Like we are going to do it that way again, because I got to be ready for this, you know, eight weeks of isolation. Like, wow, that's, you know, I know when, when, when it's at the four seasons. Yeah, but still, but, dude, I mean, that's got nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't care if it's at I, like, you know, you know I mean, me, it's, it's I not, don't care. yeah, but I mean, it's also, and it doesn't have to be eight weeks. It could be eight hours and it doesn't have to be alone. It could be sometimes feeling you feel the most alone when you're with people. You know what I mean? Like these are all things that, that, you know, you could take and yeah. And that's a thing that I think is, uh, this episode is coming out right after, uh, last week's guest for listeners, Michael Mead's episode where he spent time in solitary confinement and he had visitors remember mental visitors from the past like from stories from stories <laughs> and they they came to him and had conversations so cool. with him i mean that to me is so neat to have that like kind of it's amazing how your mind i'm i'm fascinated and i'm learning. so so i've been thinking a lot about that too cuz in a way a pan, the pandemic has been solitary confinement for a lot of people who got finally used to being out on the road and doing all this stuff. And then you can't, and you're like, okay, now how do I e-break it and be a person and not, you know, binge purchase things on Amazon. Like, you know, I found that to be a weird thing that I was doing that I was getting addicted (laughs) to the wait for something to get delivered. Like I was getting addicted to being angry at Amazon for taking so long. (laughs) You're you're making my dopamine <laughs> release take too fucking long. Right? I would order something and then just stand by the door and go, "What the fuck, man? How's it not here yet?" Do Talk you know? about expectations being premeditated <laughs> resentments. It's like yeah. a classic. It's like your order will be delivered by, and I'll look at the date and I'm like, they better be telling me the truth because. I'm already scathing. No, but it's just, it's so silly, you know, but, but there's those little things that, so in, you know, we're in December now and I'm thinking about what can I control the rest of this year? Like, this is something that I've been kind of thinking about lately is like, yeah, how much time am I wasting on shit I can't control? And how much time am I writing that book or yes, exactly. Or exercising or doing all that stuff that needs to be done. And it's like, what can I control? And I actually made a list of shit I could and shit I couldn't. And it made me feel like hopeful. And it was like, all right, well, I've set myself some like, and it's, and I guess what, what I mean is with all this is it's the absence of things like you're like, well, not in the hotel OD and accidentally. Or I'm not yeah. drinking alone and, you know, whatever. Like Exactly. It's the, so you, it's the you absence put them together. of stuff. Right. You're like, I didn't do these five things and I did do these five things. Yeah. So you know what, critic? Shut up. 
<laughs> yeah, shut up, Biff. <laughs> right? Yeah. And now I just got to deal with whatever th- this moment and not what my head is the fight about this moment. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. Like what you can do what I can do and don't do. Yeah. <laughs> what I can do but shouldn't do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thoughts are not real and you are not your thoughts. That's like the the mantra for me when it's like when you're sitting in the room and it's by your you're by yourself and it's just like wow, wow, wow. Remember this? Remember this? Remember this? That's why I always like, go uh, back to that that guy from a beautiful mind. Because he literally, and I wonder, isn't that all what we go through? But he has to deal with these, he sees these people, but they're not real. Hmm. And he goes, and so his process for going to, he's a brilliant mathematician, right? Hmm. And he's like, I know you're there, but I have to ignore you. Yeah. This is real and I'm going to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And then he takes his attention and he puts it there. That doesn't go away. He just keeps going like this. Right. And I thought, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> you know, like we yeah. all got to do that. Totally. On some level, you know? Yeah. Directing uh, our focus. Yeah. And and did it help you? Like now, you know, you've been home a little bit. Are you like totally more appreciative of uh, home now? Like, do oh you think God. about not? Well, I wasn't. I was before I left. <laughs> yeah. You totally were. You're like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But we got to go out here because, you know, we gig like the world keeps spinning. So, oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like every, like this room behind here is a wreck. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, and partially because I got off tour, there's all this stuff that I've been given from the tour. And I'm like, I don't have a place to put all this crap. You heard me on the phone with Jess. I was like, honey, can we throw this on? He's like, I'd like that T-shirt or that hat. <laughs> so I was like, this way. is just, I don't have a place for it. He's like, you can mail it here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I walked in today and, you know, before the crystal ball, I was just like, forget it. I'm not. Yeah. 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 It's a mess. Put your backdrop up. Cover and it up. Yeah. And today I walked in and I was like, I love you, mess. <laughs> God, every messy part of you yeah. is just a blessing, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely feel that a ton. And and to circle back too, also to the Michael Mead thing, you know, that was a big up when I was on the road. Yeah, because that was kind of towards the end, right? When we did his episode, we were getting towards. Mm, what do you mean the end of tour? The end, end of, of tour, your tour, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. It was not that long before we. So it was put it out. really. That's when I was just like, I just want to go home, and man, that really helped me a lot. It just like, yeah, it's just certain things that come along in your day to just buoy you up, you know. He came and, uh, along. I'll tell you what, 2020 was the year of Ram Dass for me, and 2021 yeah, me was the year of Michael Mead. I mean, really, yeah. it's just think, like yeah. podcasts that you can listen to laying down or talks that you can listen to laying, or driving. Man, I'm going to tell you, I would listen to Michael Mead. I found like when I started cruising back and forth into the city a lot doing stand up, driving in, I would listen to Michael Mead and I would get out of the car a more patient, yeah. a more, you know what I mean? Like he talked yeah, me through man. some like potential road rage. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to react. Like, it's okay. Like, let's just keep listening to, he is just, I mean, I I don't know. God, he, there should be, 
uh, a whole school of the Michael Mead school of uh, everything because he somehow has in his brain, in his human head, right? An endless depth of knowledge of the stories that crafted human existence. I recently yeah. started, I watched a thing about Greek mythology and just how deep the beginning of it goes, Gaia and, and, and yeah. Kronos and the whole, like before Zeus and yeah. all of it. And it's just like, he somehow has that and the Navajo and the African and the Irish and the yeah. Italian and the Norwegian and the Scottish and the all in there. And that's just, Oh yeah, those are the origin stories. And here's the hero stories. And here's this, the fact that he's but got all that in he, there. It's just amazing. I love how he also got that from his incredible pain, like his childhood. Yeah. It's effed up, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah. and his response to it was, you know, stories and, then when he got in a really, really bad situation and was in prison in solitary confinement in a different country, characters from those stories came to him and saved him from cracking mentally. Yep. That's just amazing. Such, such a, I mean, at once academic and mystical, you know, personal, yeah. deep personal pain ex uh extraordinary personal triumph like <laughs> he's a right. he's a remarkable uh story not even just a man just a he's really something yeah he really is he really is and 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 the the ability to go like well i don't feel comfortable going back to my community so i'm going to find another place for myself it's kind of interesting to like reinvent yourself in that time when he was you know growing up and that wasn't something that I feel like you it's not I'm not saying it's easy to do now but you may hear about it more now than maybe three four decades ago when it was kind of just like fall in line hey there Osiris listeners I wanted to tell you about our friends over at smart wool for more than 25 years smart wool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They are here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. What's up, everyone? I'm Mike. And I'm O'Teal. And these are our Sunset Lake CBD gummies that are almost gone. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned business that ships CBD products directly from their farm to your door. For years, Sunset Lake was a Vermont dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. In 2018, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And with a product for everyone... They offer pre-rolls, hemp cigars, and hemp flowers, as well as tinctures, gummies, and CBD-crafted coffee to help with stress, aches, and pains. Sunset Lake CBD saves you money by shipping high-quality CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Want to know what I've been using a lot of, O'Teal? This salve with the arnica uh, yeah. on, my, on my old bones. You get back from a show and you got tore ankle 
rub a little bit of this on there. You're ready to dance the next day. And you know, Sunset Lake, uh, comes a time listeners can visit sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME for 20% off of their purchase. That's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code TIME. And tell them we sent you. Yeah. I mean, stuff, uh, I really am glad this paradigm is coming to an end because <laughs> it sucks, man. Hopefully. Yeah, it is. You know? yeah. There was a sweet part for like, you know, a certain segment of the population in the 50s, you know, and it just like, and then it just started, it, a lot of shit had to end. The 60s was the beginning of that. And it's, it's really... It's coming down. I'm glad because it's sad that that he would be looked at that way back then and not now. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we're living in a different time and I'm really grateful for my kids on that end, you know, maybe not yeah. the ecological end, but you know, things have changed. They need to, man. This whole like the I love this thing that they they're calling the great resignation, you know? Yeah, it's just like yeah. everybody. Everybody thought, "Oh yeah, when employment benefits run out, people are going to go back to work." Nope. I know. <laughs> people are like f this. So, run down what job. that means for people who maybe hasn't haven't heard it. The Great Resignation. Well, I think it's like now in mainstream media. I was asking uh, what Jess was telling me about. She was like, "Yeah, you can't see." an article or newspaper or TV. So it's just a global. Definitely in the United States, people are not going back to work. Like employment, Uh unemployment benefits are are like over and people are still not going back to work. They have found apparently, and I'm still trying to figure out how they're doing it. It's like, how are you getting by without that job? Yeah. Like I've always done it because I'm a musician. You're a comic. You know, we just find a way to get by. Well, yeah. I think that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's living more like us now. And like us, they're figuring out how to get by without that corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so now the jobs are like, well, how about if we don't drug test? And they're still like, nah. How about we go to four days a week? Well, the thing is uh-huh. now you're seeing, you're seeing the reports. This I think it was in Florida. They said, oh, this... This what this corporation ended their labor shortage by oh paying twenty dollars an hour and then all of a sudden everybody came to work. Sure. It's like if you don't pay me freaking if you pay me a living wage, I'll come work for you, but I'm not going to do your crappy job for crappy money when I and, can do and, something else. Right, and not be able to like go home and maybe smoke a joint to relax. You know, yeah. like just oh, to get yeah. me through like, it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Kidding? Yeah, And I've watched my own sisters go through it because both sisters quit their jobs and both sisters have the corporate world pursuing them, literally offering them stuff that they're <laughs> like, I can't yeah. believe they're making me this offer. And I can't believe I still want to say no. And I'm like, just say no. Say no. <laughs> say no to the re- offer so ridiculous that you'd be like, well, I got to say yes. They said I could stay home, smoke weed. I can work part time. <laughs> They're going to pay me what I want. <laughs> you know, just Help the like, competitor. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. just keep saying no till they give. And I think it's it's really cool to watch. I think people are realizing 
that we had the power all along. We could have just said no, like, no, I'm not putting up with it. Right. I am going to smoke weed. I mean, people did, but they paid all these, but now it's over. Right. It's over. Well, I saw recently, maybe <laughs> it was over. even today. I'm telling you, dude, like I was, we were ta- we were laughing off air about how like we, sh- you know, what current events can we talk about? Cause we don't watch the news, <laughs> but I did have on, on, in the background, I just had whatever, some local thing on. And they were talking about a New Jersey college was having a cannabis job fair for students and local folks that wanted to get involved with not only it's legal. The, the, yeah, but not only the um here's the thing that's neat, not just um dispensaries or you know trimming bud or baking yeah. or a bud tender or whatever, but like the logistics, the driving, the laws, the medical, the, the there's yeah, so the many whole, different the concierge service of it. There's so many different ways that this could even in hemp. And just like doing every like, other business, just like every other business. And the thing that was kind of cool was that like, oh, neat. So like a whole generation, again, this goes back to fear because I think that mm-hmm. I was raised with this thing of like, and not raised. I mean, like in school, I was taught fear, in, like inculcated <laughs> in high school. They said, if you don't go to, and I swear to God, I think it was like a marketing thing put on by like student loan. I think it all trickles down to like, how can we get people, middle-class college, middle, <laughs> middle-class families to go, yeah, we'll send them to college. Cause we don't want them to be a, you know, a pauper, a little lowly surf or whatever. So he has to get that degree. And they would have people come to school and we would go to an assembly and they would say like, if you don't get your college degree, this is what's going to happen. And it would just show like a dumpster on fire or whatever, you know? And it was like, we have to go to school and then you have to go to grad school and then you have to get a job and you have to keep that job because the job market's so shitty. You'd be happy you even have a job. You know what I mean? And it was just this thing of kind of like, so when it came time for me to make a decision about, do I want to really pursue comedy and not keep a job, like a steady paycheck or whatever, that was like the biggest fear. Yeah, dude giving it all up and just going like, all right, well, hopefully I am okay at this. And then you kind of just dive in and use everything that you learned in every job that you've had on like how to survive. But see, there's something to be said for putting all your eggs in one basket, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, sure. But I, I, I mean, we I, all have backup plan. You know, you could, I could go work. Yeah, but I my, mean, my legs and arms still work. If I have to yeah. cut lawns, I'll cut lawns and that's fine. But in my mind, it's like I'm all uh, just being all in, I think, increases your odds in some way. Well, yeah. And I think that now people <laughs> going all in on their mental health is is the industries have to go like, ah, fuck. I think we've been we've had this choke chain on people too long. We're going to have to, <laughs> exactly. you know, give them a fenced in yard to roll around and play. And I think that's yeah. the thing where people are starting to go all in ment- mentally and say like, wait a minute, I don't have to feel shitty about myself. Like, remember how big a deal it was that people were going like, we can't keep giving the stimulus to people because they're making more now than they ever did. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, who are you mad at? You mad at? Who are you mad at? Did we decide? Did I go, no, 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 just pay me $9 an hour. I don't deserve 12. Thank you for the offer, but I'll take eight. 
In fact, give me seven for even. I apologize. Yes. Doesn't matter. It's going to. I'm going to need fuck? 26 to live. To you know make what it. I mean? It's just insane. It so is, it's nice man. that people really can go insane. good for people that can go. Yeah. You know what? No. Not no. going back to that. Just say no. Yeah. I mean, for just. And I think a lot of people realize, you know, I'm wondering, I would love to look at some age statistics, but I know just from, you know, when you cross 50, if you're not too terribly entrained already yeah. by the, the BS paradigm, you go, well, wait a minute, half my life is over, assuming yeah. I make it to 100. And now what are we doing here? What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. You know, if this is the back nine, like, yeah, uh, you know, so well, that's interesting to think about. People too. say no more, I think, right? Yeah, I, 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 that's a very interesting thing to think about, too, because I wonder how many people during this year and a half or two years or whatever had that kind of like we've all aged a lot in these two years, right? But a lot of people maybe had that threshold moment where they were like, yeah, I just can't go back to traveling 48 weeks out of the year or yeah. I've, I've developed a love of being home with my family or whatever the case. I don't want to be in airports all yeah. the time or I can't lift 60 pounds over my head anymore, whatever. So well, a I mean, lot, a lot of, pe of people couldn't picture anything else. Right. Like, I, I know it's with musicians. They can't picture not being on the road all the time. I could. <laughs> no, Turns no, out no. it was even better than I pictured it. But the thing is, a lot of people can't even picture it. So that's really no fault of their own. No, right? I mean, you, you get but it But then everybody's up. forced to. And like now I absolutely can picture it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. The world didn't end. I feel a lot better about A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm. Yeah, I'm worried about these things that obviously I'm going to be worried about because I haven't worked in a year and a half or whatever. Right. But they're like, wait a minute. The world didn't end. Like, I like yeah. this. I, I want a little bit more of that. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to go back <laughs> to that yet. You know, I think yeah. that's what it basically amounts to is people are like, no, I don't want to do go back to that again. Not yet anyway. Right, right. And you know what else I wonder too about that is like in moments of not desperation, but when you get that calling, right? Like when, like there is a lot of interesting things I saw where people stepped up and were like, all right, I have a degree in education, but schools are closed. What if I offered my services as a tutor or whatever? Right. And they like kind of pivot, not, not 180 degrees, maybe 10, yeah. 15 degrees. Just to get by. You did your like brownie put together that um lesson website the, the lessons online lessons thing that's yeah. fantastic that's what i'm talking about shit like that where you go oh i can step out of the like comedy we just launch we just launched my app today where i could uh do connect with students put lessons out in video form and live like connect with people live like it's a whole thing it's a whole universe i'm building that's like separate from the road separate from it's part of, and i think all these other people are doing it they're finding some other way like what if i do this and they're right. like wow so i don't really have to go back to that job you know i mean right. i see you working through this right now 
you're like, I really don't want to be like just getting in traffic all the time, going and doing the circuit. I mean, yeah, man. And it's, when it's, you write that book and, you know, as we do stuff, like we're growing the podcast, I mean, you know, we just, we find other ways to do it. I think that, you know, I was talking to my, I was talking to my wife in traffic and I was going, <laughs> remind me when, remind me of right now. Like, like I'm telling you right now, I've, I've had to, dude, I'm telling you. When you ask for the work and then the universe goes, you want it, you got it. And then ways starts to pick on you. Dude, there were times when I was driving towards Manhattan and the app would go recalculating and it would send me through a small town to another highway. And then I'd get to that highway and it was closed. And I'm like, like cussing out your app. I don't even know. Don't am I still on earth? Like what the, yeah, I'm swearing it. Like I'm, I'm unplugging things. I'm replugging. I'm going to buy a map at a gas station. And I, I remember calling my wife and going like, listen, I, I, when I get to the point that I'm doing something just to not, not do it, like, that's a scary thing. That's like when I know it's time to like reevaluate, like what, like, why am I going and putting myself through this bullshit? Am I why getting am I something doing? out of, currently I do feel like I'm getting something out Is of it. Is it enough? Does it out. weigh out? Yeah. If right. it weighs that, out. Yeah. Even if it's just temporary for the time <laughs> being. Right. It weighs out. Does it weigh out? But Does then I have out. to also go like. Man, no, sometimes it doesn't. Like, sometimes it's okay to go like, and that's to me what I am trying to take from this whole thing is the, it's okay to say no. Like, it's okay to do the fear of not working in comedy. It, like, you know that there's a line 10 miles behind you that are waiting for your spot. Yeah. I know. You know, and I, I put that on my, like I told, like, like I said earlier, the like list of things I can control and things I can't, I can't control what bookers do. I can't control what industry yeah. does. I can't, I can only control how I react to it. If I'm not get like, if I spend my whole life looking at other people's, you know, schedules and calendars and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, they're going to be complete. Like I, I, I've, d I've done that. I spent a decade doing that and it's like, fuck that man. No, thanks. I, I don't want to be on a gig that I don't want to be on. Right. It's yeah. not going to be as good of a gig. Right. <laughs> How could it be? I don't mm -hmm. want to be there. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, and so. you wear that, especially with comedy, you wear that. Like you're like, when and you're like, I'm all right, those, let's go. Yeah, let's roll through I'm this. I'm one of those people that's, I'm not an entertainer. <sighs> I know that seems to be the bit, I'm masquerading as one, but I can't just get up there and fake it because, you know, and I try, believe me, it was 34 degrees. I was like, it's someone's birthday tonight. Those are things that Mayor <laughs> thinks about. And I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I don't fault him for it. He's an entertainer. Yeah. He's like, people paid the money. They don't give a shit about if I have a migraine or whatever. I appreciate that. Right? Yeah. If I don't have the energy, I'm going to drink a Red Bull and let's do the, you know what I mean? Like, I get that warrior. But, you know, for me, it's all about doing it on the front end. Like, don't agree to something that you know you don't want to be a part of in the first right. place. Yeah. Like, just say no, because then they're going to be able to feel that you're not really into it, you know? Like, if I have a migraine that and I have a migraine, I'm kind of just stuck there. But I've, I could, uh, I do want to access more of that kind of like where Mayor said, you know, I welcome the challenge, you know, yeah. the cold. Yeah. To a certain point and to another point and be like, how about we never do this again? <laughs> Let's never play Red Rocks in October. 
I'll be smiling. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when you say this, like, I'm not an entertainer thing. That's interesting because I think about that sometimes too, where it's like, I am, I'm awestruck by some comics that I'll see that literally have like, you know, someone will be hosting a show and they'll come run it. The train was late or it's pouring out and all the elements of life are against them. And they come running in last second. <sighs> Let me go like in the bathroom, wipe my face off, like get yeah. ready. And they literally come out and it's like the entertainer is there and it's just yeah. like, all right, are we ready? And they go out and it's like, ladies and gentlemen, you're here for the best show of your life in New York City, Friday night. How are we feeling? And the crowd goes and, – and I'm just like, how the hell is that the same person that just came in with like dog shit on their shoe and they, they're tra- – you know, like they had to run from an Uber and, and it's just amazing how people can just like flip the switch well, and turn I- it on. I like that part of the old school, it. like show business, like it's show business. The show must go on like lights, house lights. All right. Wherever you're at, let's go. Boom. Done. Right. Go. Like I, kinda, I dig that. I dig that. I do too. You know? it, it, it's just so funny how some people are that. And then there are people at that same show that got there a half hour early and are nice and warm and sitting comfortably and miserable. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like that person's like, ah, oh, this crowd's going to suck. This this shit's bullshit. Like everything's against them. But this guy came running in and it's just like, oh, are we ready? And it's just the show must go on. And it's, it's showtime. Showtime. It's and showtime. then there's the ones who aren't the entertainer. That Then there's those of us that are doing it because we don't know how not to do it. How yeah, it like, I mean, I want to do it. See, my problem is I, I, I want to be an inspirer and not an entertainer. Because yeah, enter- yeah, entertainment yeah. feels That's very a good way shallow to, put it. to me, right? But I have to be inspired to inspire others. It's a problem. <laughs> so I'm fucked when I'm not feeling inspired. And that's when I wish I could turn the entertainer on and just, you know, da 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 You know? Yeah, but it yeah. just feels fake to me. If I could get it to not feel forced. And I I'll do try to force it. I try. I've had moments on stage where I, my my... I don't, I don't know whether it's my ego or my, my heart just goes like, I may not be, you know, you get off on the wrong energy with a crowd or, and it's hard to pick back up or whatever, you know, to get back on track. And I might just start to kind of go into like autopilot or how many minutes do I have left in this, whatever. And I, and I'll have a moment and it's amazing how it's not earth time because I get a lot of download at, at a, at a faster pace, but my heart or my brain or my conscience or whatever goes, idiot, you just drove in traffic here. There's a lot of people that want this spot. These people deserve a show. Like make this count. Like, come on, step it up. You could change it. The only person that yeah. could change it is you. And that happens in the background right away. And then I'll go like, all right, like put more energy into the next bit or take a breath and go to the crowd, reset. And it'll be kind of like a, who the fuck do you think you are right now? Like, do you realize how you wanted this? You wanted this and you got it. And now you you're not this. giving your hundred percent. Like who the, who do you think you are? Yeah. And that's when the critic is a good thing. That's when that yeah. same critic, the, the one, the guy exactly. I hate normally. Exactly. Right. He's, he's a, he serves a really crucial purpose. He just gets yeah. full of himself. He's a hog. He's a ball hog. <laughs> you know? He totally he is. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying but to I kiss always- up to the boss, you know? <laughs> Remember that uh, 
I'm sure I told this Dolly Parton story on the podcast. It might have been a Patreon. Anyway, they were doing this shoot. It was this uh, all these famous ladies, female cast, and they're doing a shoot, and it's just awful hot. Just the, the wherever the location was was just just miserable, hot, sweaty, just like the worst. Everybody's just like mm-hmm. beaten down by the weather. And Dolly Parton's just. So one of the ladies is like, Dolly, what's up with you? Like, how are you? You're it's you're so upbeat. You're so like, you don't the weather, all the bad condition just doesn't affect you. Like, how do you do it? She goes, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be famous and I wanted to be a big star. And now I'm a big star. And well, this is it. Yeah. Wow. And I just thought, wow, what a beautiful like acceptance. Like what your critic said, you wanted this. Yeah, you wanted this. Well, here it is. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of that that I experienced at the hotel alone. Me too. It's like yeah. you you didn't want to get in traffic. You didn't want to go to a cubicle. You didn't want to kiss somebody's ass. It's that you can find nothing redeeming about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, the asses I kiss now, if I have to kiss them, they're, they're people that I respect who are also happen to have changed American history. <laughs> you know, like if you gotta defer to someone, you know, it should be it should be worth it, you know? Not some bullshit. So this is it. It's like there has to be a big part of that acceptance part, you know. Well, yeah, and and I don't. I, my whole thing was that I never wanted to have that thing where you go like you wake up in the morning and you go only thirteen years, six months, and nine days till retirement. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are people that do that, man. Oh man, I know. Every day that wake up and go they only fooled, seven years till retirement. They it's fooled like, so many of us into that shit. What and the fuck people are, you are doing? like, people are waking up, man. I love it. I really it's pretty love wild. It. it is, yeah. man. It's a great. This is a really amazing. I'm glad there's all these iPhones and cameras and video cameras and stuff because this should be videotaped. What a time! And things are this changing for sure. Wild, man. Like every yeah. week, every week. You know. Also, it seems to me like a lot of people are like uh, going to work for themselves. You know what I mean? Like there seems to be a lot of like independent small businesses, whether it's virtual, whether it's even in the decentral space or whatever, like or a sandwich shop around the corner. It seems like people people are like, I'll work for myself. Yeah. People are doing all kinds of stuff that they like to do for themselves. And I think they're also doing a little bit. Maybe they're doing maybe they're working on their own business and they're driving a little for Uber or doing a little Instacart yeah. here and there or whatever. You know, they're like putting it putting it all together, but there's something really amazing about having most the control of your time. Right. And I think that's something people don't want to and shouldn't give up so easily. You know? Yeah. Being rich in time and not money. I mean, there's so much. I, I think people got a taste of that and they're like, <laughs> thank God. Isn't it so weird? Because if you think about the beginning of it, it was like, I would wake up and go like, is this pandemic, was it all just a dream? And then you wake up and you're like, nope, another day of this shit. And days seem to take so yeah. long, just like you're talking about in the ho- in the hotel. 
And like, you know, it'd be like another day of like, do I watch the news and see what conspiracy theory is now? Are we supposed to be taking elderberry? Are we not supposed to take Advil? (laughs) Are we supposed to, you know, whatever. And it was just all of this like avoidance and whatever. And then it's like, now the world's kind of like, whatever. I can't believe we're at, we're almost in 2022. How the hell did that happen? Dude, 2019 for, was like for a day things ago. creeping along so slowly it sure went fast so fast i mean so I've, fast man i was looking at my kid's school picture from last year he doesn't look that much different and uh we just got a school pictures from this year and i'm just like wow a, a year just went like that just mm-hmm. yeah it's know, nuts. they're just going fast that's why we got to take that Take as much time as you can for yourself and your family and your mental health and you. Yeah. Take it. Take it especially, back. Especially right it. now, listeners that are uh listening to this when it's coming out. We're in between the we're in between Thanksgiving and uh, you know, the Christmas rush and all that stuff and all the getting together and which is probably a lot for a lot of people. It might be the first time they're getting together with people since the shit went down. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Last year was kind of like a wash and then who knows? I mean, I, I know people who haven't seen anybody and they're yeah. finally, you know, um, so go easy on yourself this holiday too. Cause this is a rough time. <laughs> this is when like, you're going to have to have those stupid conversations with headstrong people who memorized five things they read on Facebook and they want to scream it in your face while you're scooping <laughs> yams into your plate. So I, I find that stuff to be getting easier well, for, to deal yeah. with. Yeah. It's just like you just don't invite them to dinner. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you know, hashtag America. I'm right, like, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is you gotta know where you live. Well, I'll give <laughs> a tip. In America. I'll give a tip. If you just pretend like you don't know who the people are that they're talking about, the conversations end faster. You know what I mean? Like, so if you just want to get over it I and just people take both sides and wrap it up in a trash bag and throw it all out. Just be like, I got, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. And I also think of the exact same thing about your side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I got for you. <laughs> so. I just pretend like they're characters in a show I haven't seen yet. And I go, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it. I'm like, is that, is that zombie Spoiler land you're alert. talking about? Yeah. I'm like, what is that show? Is that Handmaid's Tale? And they're like, no, politics. We're talking. I'm like, oh, wait, you mean like Reagan oh, I thought and it was, I thought Bush it was and Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Carter. I just started saying Stupid old me. Shit. Yeah. And then people get, dude, this whole thing is a game. It's like, it's, it's people bait you to either go, oh yeah, I'm on your side with this shit or, oh, you're one of them. And it's just, it's like... Humans have become rams that want to butt heads or go like, yeah, you can eat grass with me because we're both, you know, looking for a mate or whatever. And that's what life's become. There's no like, yeah, middle ground, whatever. It's just you're going to agree or I'm going to scream at you. So I think it's you fun actually, to go like, you know, know it, it actually know shows that about. professional wrestling is more evolved than <laughs> the rest of humanity. Because at least in professional wrestling, everyone's entertained. <laughs> like if it's Hulk Hogan against The Undertaker, like whoever you're for, we're all, you know, like yeah, you hold that. But you're in, still stoked in, for a big hit, though. Yeah, yeah. But in real life, 
in real professional wrestling, I guess the only people that are entertained are the 0.001% because the rest of us don't find it funny. No. What's going on, you know? Right. So I'm like, wow, is professional wrestling the most evolved part of our society? <laughs> Getting there. It's getting there. Time to buy some property in another country. (laughs) Or another planet. (laughs) Can I live underwater yet? Ooh, that would be fun. Well, listen, (laughs) all of you, uh, enjoy your holidays and be safe and go easy on yourselves and uh, don't let people ruin it for you. And uh, do your own thing, right? Write your own book, man. I'm going to go watch The Undertaker. I'm going to go take a shit. Have a good, honest laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace, everyone. (laughs) Osiris. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.